I came across the defin or the description of hell in uh, uh, Dante's Inferno. Uh huh. And it was in the uh, I think it was Dante's Inferno, but yeah, like I wrote I wrote the description of hell in the last page of this notebook, and the last blank page in this notebook I wrote all the notes for Dracula. Nice. And there's so some, you turned there's, over and it's like yeah, and there's some stuff in here that like really like reminds me or like hits home of like what it must feel like you know like to be to be Dracula maybe or yeah. be like in that like in, tormented tormented yeah in that like state of like just it's really centuries of pain and it was really darkness. interesting like how not only how um how Francis Ford Coppola like try to make it you know for a brand new audience but um there's a lot of similarities to the to the Bella Lugosi one mm-hmm. um and then there's also like this I mean real I mean he compares them to like Vlad the Impaler I mean that's where the book's based off of yeah. but um they actually call him Vlad and mm-hmm. show the battles and everything but um anyway uh we should probably start if yeah. that's the case all right um then let's uh let's play it again man <clears throat> Okay, Yo. what's up, everybody? Uh, Steven here, here with Jason, what's and up? we are going to do Francis Ford Coppola's 1992 Dr- Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's how this one's titled. Um, like I said, it is directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and it came out in 1992. Um, let's do what we do all the time, and we'll start at the beginning. When when do you remember first seeing this movie? I remember seeing it vividly. Um, had it on VHS. Um, seeing it as a little kid. Um, just like a lot of other movies at that time, shouldn't have been watching it, but mm-hmm. somehow my parents didn't care or pay attention. Right. But yeah, watched it from the first time, fell in love with it. I was, man, definitely under 10 years old <clears throat> watching this movie, fell in love with it, watched it over and over again, and then just continued and, you know... It's, it's one of my favorite movies. Did it like of all time. being being little? Did it like scare you? Were you afraid of it? You know, it didn't really scare me, but I just loved seeing uh, Dracula, Titties. like o- <laughs> <laughs> like old uh, old Dracula. Yeah, like, I found like this affinity you know, with him you know, when he's you know all what? white. You know and, what? Like, it, it's it's strange because I mean, yeah, you were you were super young, but there's no way in hell that you hadn't seen iconography of like Bella Lugosi as Dracula yeah. oh, or yeah. or um or just vampires and like Halloween decorations or yeah. anything and they're all they all kind of look like Bella Lugosi a little bit or different vampire movies or whatever. Yeah. I remember feeling the same way cuz I can't I I honestly can't pinpoint when I first saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Um I I had to have been maybe like maybe like 11 or 12 when i first like saw the whole thing because i remember it coming out and seeing it and being like oh shit like dracula doesn't look like that like Mm -hmm. i've never seen him look like that and like my like my mom or like my my aunts watching it but i couldn't watch it because obviously there's like all sorts of shit in it um that's like one of the movies we didn't own that i've seen and just seen parts of it and then also i knew that was dracula because they spoof that that whole thing on the Simpsons and Mr. Burns is is Dracula and, and he has the same hairdo and then and then uh 
You know what? I no, I had to have been younger actually because I could have only been maybe like eight or nine mm-hmm. when Dracula Dead and Loving It came out, oh, yeah. and I had already seen this movie. Yeah, and I remember watching it and being like, "Dude, this is the fucking funniest movie ever." But um, yeah, I I, I remember. That that same thing, like just being like, oh, seeing Dracula like that, and yeah. then even and then even later when he comes out as Gary Oldman, like mm-hmm. young Gary Oldman, I was like, oh, that's kind of not as cool. Mm-hmm. The whole first part of the movie where they're in the fucking um, in Transylvania in the castle, I'm just like, damn, that's that's really dope. But yeah, so yeah, I, I would have had to have been like, yeah, pretty young too. Yeah, I mean, like <clears throat> when you think of how old he is, like I think it's cool that they. You know that his hair is super long. His nails are really long. I mean, his nails would be a lot longer than they are. I so mean, he's he, definitely getting manicured. Yeah, um, he's got wenches from, from his uh, the horrors of Satan that he has. Yeah, <laughs> in the basement. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's my favorite Dracula is when he just looks so creepy like that. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's really cool that they. They went that route. I was writing down just things that are awesome about this movie. And I was... I mean, the costumes, his costume. Oh, yeah. The makeup effects. The... the I love the the whole, like, cross dissolves that they do in this. Because it's something yeah. that they, they used to do back in the 30s and yeah, 40s that's a lot. I noticed, yeah. And the fact that... Um, so I was I was trying to, I didn't know the name of what the, how yeah, it's called. That I mean it cross dissolves usually when you go from one scene to the next, but it's kind of similar even they stay in the same scene and then those things fade in and yeah. fade out. But it's just really cool cuz so he he's making a uh Francis Ford Coppola is making a Dracula for 1992's audience, but he's using those elements from mm-hmm. back in the day and like so the person I was watching it with yesterday they're like, "Oh, this looked like I don't think they understood that it was intentional because they're like, oh, when did this movie come out? And I was like, oh, 1992. He's like, oh, it's giving me like 80s vibes. And I was like, no, they, he's doing that on purpose because that's how yeah. all the old mo- all the old movies were. And I think it's really effective. It is. And even like the the like the battle at the beginning with like it's all silhouette yeah. and everything. It, it's just it's it, it looks really really dope. And all the colors in this movie are fucking crazy. He's pulling from like you know influences from everywhere. You know from every Dracula. You know, little things here. Yeah. Um, you know, like, <clears throat> yeah, that old time, like, creepy, like, with the music, the the whole laugh. The, 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 the laugh when he's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, the, the score to this movie yeah. is really good. It's 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 pretty iconic. Um, listening to it, I, I think, um, I don't know, because I, I watched the original... Um, Bella Lugosi not too long ago, but that has like a really muddled score. There's actually two versions with the score and with that one. Mm. Um, but I was actually listening to it because uh, I hadn't seen this movie. I saw it last year, but I I don't watch it as religiously as I do, oddly enough, Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> uh, so I was watching it and like there was parts, there was parts where they were playing the score and I was like, I think they use the same piece of music oh, wow. in that in that movie as well yeah because it just seems so much more familiar to me and i was like but i don't watch this movie as often as that one hmm. i definitely 
Because I, I, um, I used to have this movie on DVD like when I lived with my mom. Yeah. And then when she moved out, all those DVDs went away. So I haven't had it in a long time. And I actually thought I bought it last year, but mm-hmm. I couldn't find it anywhere. So uh, if you guys do want to watch it and you can't find it anywhere, it's playing for free on Pluto TV. You do have to watch it with commercials, though, which sucks, but it's whatever. But, um, yeah, just... Uh, Let's talk about let's talk about like uh, obviously everybody knows the plot. Dracula is a vampire. He's mm-hmm. in Transylvania, and then he buys property in England, and he goes over there and he sees Jonathan Harker's wife is pretty much like his original love, like yeah. reincarnated, and he wants to take her over. Um, but as far as like how the movie was made and the production and the stuff that they went through, different actors and stuff. So the movie was like. Almost everything was was on sets, like filmed on. I, I like, can I can set I can feel that. that. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's um. You know, I never for once kind of doubted that, but it shows a lot. There's there's a scene where Winona Ryder is on a typewriter, mm-hmm. and she's and he, she, there's a voiceover, and she's talking about how Jonathan. She just received Jonathan's letter, and he's not coming home for a month. And I'm looking at that. It's 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 a shot from from her from behind and the camera's kind of pushing in and she's like in a wing like this far wing of the house and then the windows in front of her and you could see like a garden behind her mm-hmm. or like an atrium or whatever and it looks so it looks so um what's the word I'm looking for not not secluded it 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 just looks really really like compact in there depth yeah Yeah. so so it would have to be a stage so it almost looks like a stage play but that's the feeling but everything in it is like the real the the, yeah yeah, the the trees and the plants and everything it all looks so organic so it it, i don't know there's a there's a um when i see stuff like that there's a comfortability about it so for instance like the house i was thinking about this last night the house that we were at last night me and jason went to a halloween party the the floor plan on inside that house is very open and there's no like nooks and crannies mm. in there and I don't like that I mm. like when you walk in somewhere and there's immediate like little twists and turns to like little pockets of a place and yeah. then that's how that set and the sets in this movie feel to me and it's it, it just it's something about it feels comforting and a little bit claustrophobic at the same time yeah. but it, yeah the 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 set pieces in this movie are just fucking really awesome. Yeah, like, and what a, what a, like, real quick, talk about that, like, how interesting and, like, is there any other movie that could pull that off? Like, there, it's, like, all set pieces and it's, like, almost like a play, movie, like, film, like, it just does it so well and, like, you forget, like, you don't even care, you know? Like, yeah, because like, it, it, it seems like a fucking... Uh, a storybook, which it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Drac- this Br- Bram Stoker's Dracula is specific because there's definitely a million uh, renditions of Dracula movies yeah. that have been made. Francis Ford Coppola made sure to call this Bram Stoker's Dracula because yeah. it's based off of Bram Stoker's book written in the um, late 18, 19, 1800s. Yeah. Written in the late 1800s. And... It did get produced as plays before they made it into a movie. Bela Lugosi played Dracula in the plays as well as the first movie that they made. And it's... Um, the book is... is 
there's a lot of differences from the, this movie and from the book, but at the same time, you get you get so many cool cool like little set pieces and little descriptions like when they're they're um when when Jonathan first gets to um the Borgo Pass mm-hmm. and he's waiting there and then like all that like you said it's all a set but it could be I don't know it just, the transition like that that um what's the word it's a phrase I'm looking for um Suspension of your suspension of disbelief, oh, yeah. like the way that they they set up those sets and everything, and you know it's like a corny backdrop or yeah. whatever. It just feels so, um, like so. If it, it feels just so right for the for yeah. the mood of the film, um, and it's it's really really fucking cool. And I think him pulling a lot from the book has a lot to do with that. There's a lot of miniatures also. Yeah, you a can whole see, you like can a whole bunch, <laughs> and and it's and it's cool. I love yeah. I love it. They're just yeah. it's it's miniatures, and it's like one layer behind another layer behind another layer. Yeah. Um, so you have like your actors in the foreground, and then like a big ass building or like whatever. Well, we can talk about that when we get to the cast. But uh, what what else did we find out about production on this on this movie? Um, there was almost no or little to uh, little to no CGI. I could see that in the film, everything was like. I mean, like, CGI was kind of in a, in its infancy at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think it just lends itself to practical effects. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I I know I know it's on here on the page that I was looking at, but <clears throat> just going over my head, I think it would the only one that it might be would be when uh, those guys get th- uh, thrown off the bridge. When they oh yeah, know, yeah, during yeah, the yeah. fight scene, I was I was I was laughing at that part. Yeah. It's very it's very. Um, <laughs> You know, like the last scene in Temple of Doom when they're like falling off that bridge or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it very much looked like that. Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but yeah, just going off of memory, I I feel like that part is definitely CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like the those cool shots when uh, they're on the train, uh huh, and then the map is like imposed over uh, Jonathan's face. Yeah, yeah, like that's literally just the map they got, <clears throat> and they just put it over. Yeah, the yeah, light. no, like yeah, so that, that's that's like old school, um, cool. old school filmmaking where they where they actually cut pieces of film and lay them over each other and let mm-hmm. them run through the projector and record it like that. Like it's 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 Dude. it's awesome, and I and uh, I mean I wouldn't do that for like I don't I wouldn't say that filmmakers should do that for any every movie, but. Certainly, ones that like take place in a certain era yeah. or about a certain thing. Has I think so. For instance, I think they do do it a little bit. Um, David Fincher just made a movie not too long ago with Gary Oldman called Mank, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, last year, or the year before, and it takes place in the nineteen twenties, like uh, like yeah, right before nineteen thirty, because the dude's writing the script for Citizen Kane, mm. and is very reminiscent of that movie it's all in black and white and i'm pretty sure they they use that kind of stuff in there as well mm. um yeah i know we could probably go forever on this but uh um, i mean whatever whatever else stuff you 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 found I, the people seem to like the behind the scenes stuff when we talk about it um yeah let's see there there's so many cool things about this movie that I, that i found um as far as production, um, I think I think that's like the main thing was that there's no CGI. It was all like you know, almost all all on, set. on sets. But um, I can't think of one of one sequence in here that I could imagine was shot in 
like on location. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of yeah, one. I can't I think can't of either. one. One part. Um. Yeah. There, there's a. I mean, there's a cool thing right here that that I read about Gary Oldman. He, when he finally came in to read for this film, mm-hmm. <clears throat> he took the he took the job on one line that he read, and he's like, "I'm in." Which and one the was line, it? The line was, "I've crossed." crushed i've crossed oceans of time to find you dude that line he said that and he's like i'm in that line i i was i i think they talk about it either like on rewatchables or something else there's a there's a uh a wholesomeness about that line there's also a corniness about it but it's also like i i get because this i think romantic yeah francis ford coppola wanted Dra- it, it, he wanted it to be a love story yeah. about Dracula, you know, um, as as vicious and as 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 like a monster as he is. He wanted yeah. it, Dracula to it's be all like, for love, like be sympathetic, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that does not surprise me. Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman seems he, like the type of dude that would he be. said that he's like, I've never. He's like, I'll probably never get a chance to say that to someone yeah. in real life <laughs> or in a movie again. He's like, so, I, yeah, he's like, I'm in, based off of that. Nice. Oh, one other thing, as we were saying, I remembered. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola made the whole um, the whole cast read through the uh, Bram Stoker's uh, book. Oh, really? Yeah. He made them read it? He said it took two days. Really? Yeah, to go through it. It's not that it's not that long of a book, and it's a pretty easy read too. Yeah. But he, no, he made everyone like out loud, like oh really? Like, oh yeah, okay, like like a, like a, line like a for line. Yeah. oh wow, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, he, he's like I wanted everyone on set, you know, stage to hands for, to be familiar, you know, with it. production, everyone to to be fully engrossed in the film and just know what we're doing. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, because it it it, I think it shows, man. Yeah, um, for sure. The movie the movie's really good. So if if that's the case. Uh, Let's go into um, let's go into the cast a little bit, so that way we can talk about Francis Ford Coppola. So, for those of you who don't know who Francis Ford Coppola is, shame on you. <laughs> He's one of the um, one of the people that came out of the seventies, fucking flaming hot, like Martin Scorsese, Brian Brian De Palma, Steven Spielberg, um, and he directed. All three Godfathers. Um, obviously, one and two are probably some of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, three, bro, come on. We don't talk about that movie. Um, and then he made, uh, I wanted to say Hearts of Darkness, but that's a documentary about it. He made uh, Apocalypse Now as well, which is a fucking insane movie. Uh, really, really, really good. He also made The Outsiders, and this is like going in chronological order. So The Outsiders comes out in like the early 80s, I think. Yeah. And then he does, uh, shit, what's that other movie right before this? I cannot remember to save my life. But then we come to Dracula. So he, he's just been, he has his ups and downs um, in Hollywood, some successes and some, some hard stuff. But he's just, he's a really good director. And a lot of people don't recognize him so much anymore because he doesn't really make or produce movies all that much anymore. Um, but he's like a no bullshit type of guy. Like you gotta just go and make your movie and fuck everybody else or whatever. And I think that shows in this movie. Um, I don't know how hard it was for him to convince the studio to do this, especially like, like we said, like our idea of Dracula is like Bela Lugosi and like a bunch of other stuff where 
as if I was a studio exec and I saw Gary Oldman like dressed up the way he was, I would have been kind of apprehensive about giving you more money to <laughs> to make this movie. Yeah. But um, I think this is another one that he knocks out of the park. Even th- this movie is not perfect by any means, um, but it's a it's pretty good rendition of Dracula. I I really really enjoy this movie. If you haven't seen it, you should go out and watch it as soon as possible, especially before the Halloween uh, month is over. Do you think? Do you think uh, people now, like if you've never seen it, do you think people under a certain age will watch this and just be like, "Oh, this is fucking lame." It's possible. Yeah, I, I think it depends on the kid. Um, because remember the other day I was telling you when we, were, when we did the Shining. I, it's not that I thought it was lame, but I thought like Wendy's reaction. When Jack's trying to get into the bathroom was over the top, mm-hmm. but it's because me as a kid, I had no concept of understanding like how dangerous it is that like you know we go out, we play cowboys and Indians or whatever the fuck, and it's like oh I shoot you, you're dead, blah blah. But that's before we stay up late enough to watch Dateline and like oh this person <laughs> yeah. fucking chopped somebody's head off and fucking yeah. sawed their arms off, and then there's no reference, you know. And that's before I seen like super gory movies where like it's just yeah there's no there's no reference like if jack's gonna get in that if he gets in there he's gonna chop her I'll into pieces so like bad yeah so as a little kid i'm like oh i don't i don't like but i think that's if you showed it to a little wiener ass kid that's never seen anything <laughs> and he's like below 10 or 5 or something yeah. it'd probably scare him like yeah. there's there's elements in this movie especially at the beginning Gary Oldman is super, super creepy at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, because I remember being scared of, like, the dumbest things when I was a kid. And I used to watch, like, scary movies, you know? But I could see little shit kids that are, like, on their fucking, like, iPad all day and everything. Oh, like, oh, this is fucking stupid, corny, blah, blah. Um, So, yeah, I I think that's a total possibility. I think it depends on the kid. Yeah, because... I don't know. I feel like there's certain movies. Maybe comedies are more like that. That if you didn't watch them at a certain age, you're not you're not gonna be I, into it. I think I think for comedies, if you're older, you're not gonna be into it. So for yeah. instance, I didn't see Dumb and Dumber until I was like like twenty. It still blows me away. Yeah, I didn't see Dumb and Dumber until I was twenty, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I get why this movie was so huge and yeah. everything, but I don't really. It doesn't do anything for me. And that's how I am about Encino Man, and people give me it's, give uh, me uh, shit. Uh, just, look, Encino Man is a nostalgia thing. Encino Man, like like I said, I can't really laugh that much at at Dumb and Dumber, but I know for a fact Dumb and Dumber is a way better movie than Encino oh, Man. Oh, fuck yeah. I like Encino Man. It, it's, like I said, nostalgia thing. Yeah. Go back and I'll watch it. I like it, but yeah. there's no there's there's no comparison to like, fucking Dumb and Dumber and Encino Man. And I saw Encino Man when I was a kid. Yeah, see, I never saw it. I barely saw it like a few years ago. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Just, just off, of, just off of knowing, like, dude, Jim Carrey had Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, and Ace Ventura in that year. <laughs> just blown, just... Probably one of the best runs in any year of He's any actor ever. Yeah. And then knowing what the Fairley Brothers did after that, and those movies I saw younger, Kingpin and fucking Something About Mary and everything, yeah. I know for a fact Dumb and Dumber is a, better legit, than yeah. Encino Man. And for sure. uh, we can debate about that on our Instagram. That's played again, man. <laughs> underscore pod if you guys want to argue about that with us. But um, anyway, back to... back to Or, or what's better? 
Pet Detective or When Nature Calls? Oh, that's so hard. That's a hard one, dude. Not for me. Which, where are you going? Where are you going? When Nature Calls. When Nature Calls? It's easy. I don't know. Equinsuocha. Equinsuocha. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know what was funny is, you know how Shining took so long to get up on online? Mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody would get it, but I was going to put fucking, what's his name? Not Einhorn. Fucking, in, in the Nature Calls. He's like, sorry for the delay, Ace. Oh. Um, fuck Green, Greenberg or something I, I can't remember Greenwall Greenwall yeah <laughs> sorry for the delay Ace. I was gonna put that up there but I didn't think anybody would would get the reference yeah. um, dude no it's a Pet Detective is so funny though it's really funny but I saw and it's not just cause I saw it when Nature Calls first oh did you yeah but I watched Pet Detective later and I was like oh this movie's hilarious dude it's fucking but great remember we talked about this when Nature Calls they just perfected all those jokes yeah, and dude, yeah. Like, you know what? I I mean, I couldn't say definitively, but dude, Jim this, Carrey this coming not seen Jim Carrey coming out of a fucking <laughs> rhino's ass naked yeah. is just, <laughs> just so fucking good. Look at the the mother rhinos giving birth, and then the fact that he, <laughs> oh my god, so right. good. Um, uh, what movie are we reviewing again? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, we talked a bit about Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Obviously, we got to talk about Gary Oldman. Yeah. He plays Gary Dracula. Oldman. He is the the heart of this movie. Um, he's probably the best actor in this movie, apart from Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he's coming. He's coming off hot. I mean, he he played Sid Vicious like right at the end of the. Um, at the end of the 80s. Mm. And then I think right before this movie, he does True Romance and God, what a role for him oh, in that yeah. movie. <laughs> in yeah. That movie. Uh, and yeah, he, he's just becoming a powerhouse in, in Hollywood at this time. And then he signs on to do this movie. And Jesus Christ, is he like, I, like, like I said, when we talked about it in, in, the, um, in the Fifth Element episode, mm-hmm. I didn't know who Gary Oldman was. Yeah, I didn't either. Until Hannibal, I think. And I had seen him for years in fucking Dracula, well, in The Fifth yeah. Element, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, uh, in The Professional. I had seen him all the time, and I didn't know it was him. And then when Hannibal was coming out, my mom's like, oh, that's Gary Oldman. I was like, who? And she's like, oh, he's Dracula and blah, blah. I was like, that's the same guy? Yeah, same, like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You know? Um, so... <laughs> He's just, he's just a fucking chameleon. It's like not till later he becomes a household name for sure, and um, you know he's got Oscars now. His career just kept going after this, oh, yeah. and rightfully so. He's one of the best actors working today for sure. Dude. Um, but yeah, he he him in this movie is just so fucking menacing. Hit like. You know he he's putting on a good face for Keanu Reeves. When he gets there, he's doing the real creepy, like, talk and everything, and he takes him up to eat, and then as soon as fucking Keanu Reeves, like, gives a little chuckle, he fucking pulls a sword out yeah. on him. And, this is no laughing matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then him doing the, like, old fucking Transylvanian uh, shit at the beginning. That whole, like, his, his like, like we said, the, the costumes and the set design, his costume at the beginning when he's, like, a knight, 
and it just looks like the flesh gear. Like, yeah, like mu- like muscle without yeah. skin on it. Yeah, it, it's just fucking. It's insane. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty dope. And he's he's just he's just great in this movie. Um, he's got the accent down. I never see fucking Gary Oldman as like a sex symbol, but he's obviously got a very yeah. suave demeanor once he turns back into his younger self and he's just he I mean he kills it in this movie. Yeah, he kills everything. it in every movie, but when, he's he's obviously the star of this movie. When he's uh when he's like the wolf creature, you know? And then the bat creature. The bat I, creature is my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I had, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, damn, did they really put him in all that makeup? Yeah. But I, and then I thought about it for a second. I was like, the, uh, Gary Oldman's the type of person that would be like, if you don't put me in this makeup, yeah. I'm gonna fucking throw a fit, you know? Um, yeah, the the bat creature is fucking crazy. Bro. Yeah, that I remember being little and watching that watching that, that shit yeah. out of me. I was like. Oh shit! And they do it so well because he look. I mean, apart from, I mean, no, the the whole thing. He just looks like a giant ass vampire bat. Yeah. The arms are all like crept yeah. in and everything. It, he, it's he stomps the ground. Yeah, and the crucifix just catches, catches on fire. fire. Yeah, uh, fucking fucking awesome. Hey, real quick before we, we go past this scene because it's perfect to mention. Okay, that when that speech that he gives when he's like, um, "Look what your God has done." Oh yeah, done. yeah, yeah. yeah. Shababa, uh used that on our first album. Really? Right before a song, and the song's called Never Kneel. And it's about, like, you know, religion and shit. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah. That's dope. Me and Brian fucking love Dracula. Yeah. Like, he's one of the other people that I know that fucking love Dracula as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And both of us were like, yeah, let's use that fucking that quote from the movie. Nice. And that's what starts the song. I Okay, so it, it's... Your love for Dracula is, is, I just want to mention this, because this movie came out at a time, all my life growing up, vampires were scary and fucking badass. Like, I remember seeing this movie, mm-hmm. John Carpenter's Vampires, fucking Blade, I- I- Interview with the Vampire, I really like. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a great movie. And growing up as a little kid and as a boy, you're just like, oh, vampires are sick. They're fucking, they'll seduce chicks and they'll fucking, like, just, they love banging and eating and that's fucking cool. Like, <laughs> vampires are tight. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get to being in high school and then vampires, for lack of a better word, suck. Yeah. Like, we get Twilight and oh, we get like God, yeah. we get like true blood and we get like just all these all these fucking versions of vampires that are just fucking weak corny yeah. as shit dude the vampire diaries and all it's like it turns into teeny bopper shit and like <clears throat> it, it just it just sucks and i think I, I i saw something online where it's like oh the 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 cool vampire aesthetic is coming back now oh yeah which i'm i'm glad for um but yeah, I just thought to mention that because I, I I had been thinking about it last night and I thought about it before. It was like, dude, growing up, vampires to me were the coolest fucking Fuck thing. Yeah. And then once they started having glitter on their bodies and a bunch of other shit, I'm just like, dude, oh man. I saw a clip on Instagram the other day of a scene from Twilight. I've never seen any of those movies. I'm sorry, but I've seen all of those movies. Are you serious? Yes. What was that like? Um, Wait, hold on. First, I saw them in the theater, dude. Why? Were you dating somebody? Somebody, yeah. That, that I... Yeah. Wow. I, I, went, I went with and watched them all. 
Wow. What was that like? I started to like them, and I was like, when's the new one coming out? <laughs> I was like, when's, the, when's, the, when's oh, Breaking boy. Dawn come out? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, you heard it here first, folks. Um, Jason, not, Jason is Team Edward. I'm not a huge fan at all, but at the time, I was really interested in them. Yeah. I hate to say it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I, I was into that I'm like. You know, that was because Harry Potter came out at the same time, right? Around the same time. Yeah. yeah. And I refused to watch Harry Potter because I was like, oh, this is whack. This is yeah. so stupid. Which it is. And I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of shit for that. Oh, I just recently watched those movies this year. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And those movies are fucking sick. Yeah. And see, th- now this this is perfect because. I'm 33 years old, uh-huh. just barely watched the Harry Potter movies, uh-huh. and you would think, there's no way, you know, an old, you know, an older person yeah. in their 30s, early 30s, would care to watch it. these. Yeah, yeah. This is a kid's movie, you uh-huh. know, but it's not, you know, and, like, I was like, fuck, this is badass. I don't think I, my mind in my 20s or, or late teens, you liked it. I wouldn't have liked it, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think there's a hubris, especially among among that age of men that uh wouldn't allow you to be like yeah none of my friends cared to watch them so I, I yeah I, I i saw them all as they came out um i remember the huge craze because the first one came out when we were like in elementary school yeah. and i remember the huge craze and i watched it and i was like that was all right i guess and then they just kept on coming out, and I would watch them because everybody was going like, "Oh, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, we're gonna go see Harry Potter." I'm like, all right, because I was at the movies every weekend. So if my friends were going, I would go see the movies they were yeah. seeing. And I remember watching them. The third one, which is Prisoner of Azkaban, I that was like, sick. I was like, oh, this one's cool. Later to find out, I didn't know who he was at the time. Um, <laughs> uh, Alfonso Cuarón directed it. Who uh-huh. directed fucking what my one of my favorite movies of all time, Children of Men, and he did Gravity oh, fuck yeah. and a bunch of other fucking great movies. Um, that one's cool. And then I think Gary Order- Oldman's in that. Yeah, Gary Oldman is. Yeah. In it. yeah. And then uh, and then Order the Phoenix because that's the only one where they have like a huge fucking like all out battle of mm-hmm. like wizards and everything. And I was like, see, this is fucking cool. Yeah. All the other ones like, oh, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait, fucking. There's definitely some that the you're whole like, off season for Harry Potter to come back here so I could kill him. Like, dude, he's surrounded by humans. Just fucking show up and kill him. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I hate those movies so much. <laughs> the stakes are never as high as they should be. Anyway, sorry um, about that. Yeah, that. So that's Gary Oldman. We were talking about him. The reason we went off on that tangent is because vampires became lame, and uh, yeah. But hopefully they'll be they'll be cool and sexy again because uh, that's that's the type of vampires we like to see around here. Um, and then next up, I think we have to talk about Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. Winona Ryder is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I've loved She's her. So yeah, I, I've loved her since I was a wee wee child. Um, Edward Scissorhands is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. I, I want to say like definitely within the top five. Um, <clears throat> So Winona Ryder, she starts acting really, really young. Um, she's in, <clears throat> she's in Heather's when she's in. It's a huge hit with Christian Slater in the eighties, um, and then after that, she does uh, Mermaids and a few other movies. She does a movie with I don't know if it, this came out after this or before, but she's supposed to be fourteen. This movie with Dennis Quaid about Jerry Lee Lewis, where he marries his cousin. Mm, I've um, seen that. 
Oh, and then she's also in fucking Beetlejuice, obviously. She works oh, yeah. with, Tim, with Tim Burton a few times. Um, but yeah, she once she gets to, like, out of her, like, little teenage stage, I think the last time she really plays, like, a teenager like that is in Edward Scissorhands, and that's, what, 1990? Mm-hmm. Um, she starts looking for different roles, and this one is definitely something that she's, like, not been, you know, she's... She's horny. This whole movie we talk about, like everybody in this movie, is so horny, especially the one Lucy, um, very horny. Uh, and then she comes into this movie. I, I love Winona Ryder, and I think she's a great actress. I don't think she's that great in this movie. She's okay. The, the accent isn't quite there. It's better than Keanu um, Reeves for sure. Oh no, everybody's better than Keanu Reeves in this movie. Um, <laughs> the accent isn't quite there. And I don't think that she had... I mean, she's going for it, for sure. I don't think she had the chops that she has, like, now when she's fucking mm-hmm. doing, um, like, Stranger Things as a fucking, like, worried mom or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just oh, yeah. I just don't think she was quite there yet. Um, and it must have been intimidating being on set with Francis Ford Coppola and Anthony Hopkins and fucking... And Gary Oldman and everybody else around her. So, um yeah, she she's uh she's fine in this movie. I'm trying to think of anybody else who could have replaced her. I got two people here. Oh, okay, that, okay, that, yeah, that, yeah, that were considered. Okay, who? Drew Barrymore. I could I could have seen Drew Barrymore because Drew Barrymore, like child star yeah. to up to here, and I could see her. She was very especially at this time, very much in her like, temptress, yeah, sexy stage. Juliet Lewis is the other one. Juliette Lewis is a good actress. I just wouldn't buy that Gary Oldman's crossing oceans of time to try to be with her. <laughs> John, I gotta read this, dude. Uh, I guess we'll get to it there. No, we'll wait, wait, wait. It. no, it's because it has to do with the cast. Oh, okay, so okay. once we get to Tom Waits, uh, okay, then... okay, dude. I think Tom Waits gets He's Dion Waiters. Amazing, Waiters, Dion oh, Waiters for sure, for, for sure. Um, but he also gets the Vincent uh, Hanna Award too. You he think go, so? He goes you a little. So? Up. He's a little up. He's. But I like it. I love it, dude. I, I, love, I it. love him in this movie. Anytime he's on screen, I'm yeah, like, yes. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, that's when Ona Ryder. I think... Um, no, nah, not Demi Moore. I think like maybe she's a little bit too big of a star at this yeah. point. But um, the fuck's Pretty Woman's name? Oh, Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. I think she could have done this. But that's neither here nor there. Next up, I think we should talk about Keanu Reeves. Fuck yeah. Keanu Reeves is... All around nice guy. He's he's, man, he's he's just reinvented his career so many times. Um, obviously, he broke big into fame by doing Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, and I think around this time he does Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey too. Oh, like, wow. almost within the same year. Oh yeah, um, um, I got it here. Yeah, I honestly think anybody else could have played this part besides him. He he is. If you haven't seen this movie. Think about Keanu Reeves, what you know of him doing a British accent, and that's what you get in this he, movie. He blamed it on being tired because he was doing multiple movies at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? That's what he blamed it on? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. He's like, I had nothing left when I was on set. Yeah. I was tired. He's like, I tried to like get the energy to put in the role that I needed, He's yeah. like, but I just couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this is, bef- this is before Point Break, right? Um think so i'm not i'm not really sure yeah so he like he becomes popular in the 80s bill and ted 
And then he reinvents himself later on in 1995 with speed and becomes like an action star. And then his career goes well for a little while and then it dies out. And then obviously in 1999, he becomes Nia. He becomes the one in the Matrix and his career booms again. And then it dies out a little bit. And then he comes back as John Wick, which was a total sleeper Fuck hit yeah, dude. that nobody was expecting to be successful. And then it becomes this huge franchise. And now he's going back to the Matrix um, coming, yeah, I think, John, in December, John right? Wick, John Wick 4, too. Yeah, John Wick 4. I'm kind of the over the John Wick series. No um, way. It's, uh, if I, when I watch them, I'm watching them just for the fights. The first two, I was like in on the story. But by the third one... Like the whole thing's run by that dude in the middle of the desert. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of weird now. Yeah, well, and this one now he's just gonna he's gonna take the whole thing down. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he kind of has to. Everybody's trying to kill him. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves in this movie not very good at all. He plays Jonathan Harker, and uh, yeah, I, I if I was Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> I have much to say. I would. I, I, I'm I'm curious. Is is there? Did you find anybody else that was supposed to play this role? Yeah. You're gonna be surprised. That they, that they turned down. Surprised who, who, uh, who um, read for it? Go um, for it. The first one, which is obvious, I I I thought it before I read it. Johnny Depp, Francis oh, Ford yeah. Coppola he wanted he wanted Johnny perfect. Depp. Yeah, he would have killed it. Yeah, but that I think that's that was the problem is that he wanted. Um, it doesn't say here, but you know it says he wanted someone who was more of a heartthrob. Then Johnny Depp. Yeah, I don't, I, it doesn't make any sense. That's what it said fuck? here. But uh, the stu- oh, the studio wanted someone who was more of a th- heartthrob. I was like, dude, Johnny Depp. Dude, Johnny Depp is probably one of the most gorgeous men of the 90s for yeah. sure. But so is Keanu Reeves, though. Yeah, but I, dude. I, I, what I, think, I don't, I've, I've been, and this is in the late 2000s. I've been in multiple women's rooms as a teenager. Never seen one Keanu Reeves fucking picture up on girls' walls. Bunch of but, Johnny Depp pictures. Older Keanu Reeves hits different. You mean younger Keanu Reeves? No, I'm saying like older now, like like now. That, but that's what I'm saying. This movie comes out oh, in, the back ni- in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. And I'm just trying to stand up for my boy. All right. Hey, I love Keanu Reeves. Nobody's talking trash on Keanu Reeves except for his acting abilities <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> no, but yeah, um, I I think it's also that Johnny Depp would have been too good. I think. I mean, don't you think? Isn't that what we're going for? No, because we already have Gary Oldman. You think he would have upstaged Gary Oldman? No, it would have been like right there though. Eh, I maybe. bet Gary Oldman's like no. Anthony Hopkins is in this movie. Yeah, but they're not on the Speaking same, of, yeah, they don't the really see each other. Either. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Speaking of which, let's move on to Anthony Hopkins. He's hold, sorry. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I got two more people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, three yeah. more people. That, okay, yeah, yeah. That was offered, and Christian oh. Christian Slater was offered. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked that one. But then he said he turned it down, saying, "If you're not gonna play Dracula, what's the point?" I can see that. And then two more people auditioned: William Baldwin, okay, and Charlie Sheen. Yeah, neither of those would I have picked. <laughs> dude, it's like all bad. Fucking... I, I, dude, I love Charlie Sheen. He's great, but him in this role would have been not good. Christian Slater would have been all right, I think, as Jonathan Harker. Yeah. No. I honestly can't see Christian Slater doing an English accent either. Yeah. Well, blah, blah. Johnny Depp would have just been too fucking... He would have killed it. Yeah, I yeah. think he would have killed it. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't go that route. Um, anyway. But yeah, okay, so let's move on to Anthony Hopkins. 
Anthony Hopkins in this movie says one of my favorite parts is when he realizes like oh they're dealing with Dracula and he runs up to Carrie Elwes and he starts humping his yeah. leg. <laughs> hey, hey. He's so happy. So fucking good. Um, obviously Anthony Hopkins is a fucking legend. Uh, Yo, Coot. He uh, he's fucking. Oh no, he doesn't hump Gary Elwes. He humps the fucking the yeah, Quincy. The Quincy, yeah. yeah. Um, he's Hannibal You're a Lecter. Sick old buzzer. And then he fucking plays uh, Abraham Ben Helsing in this movie, and he's just fucking. He's just really cool. He he brings when a comedic element. He brings a comedic element for sure. When he's like, it's like, oh, why you want to do an autopsy? No, I just want to fucking cut off her, cut off her head, and take out her heart. Yeah. <laughs> Which we were laughing about last night watching us. Like, there's a weird comedic essence to this movie that only comes in when he's on screen. Yeah. Um. But it's he he's he's fucking great in this movie. Um, my, my other favorite line, comedic part is when Mina's like, "Doctor, was Lucy in pain?" Uh, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, she was in pain. Then we cut off her heart, took her, uh, yeah. cut off her head, took out her heart, and burned her body. Uh, and then she, she found, found peace." peace. <laughs> Doctor, yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, what was I gonna say? Shit. Oh, okay, so hear me out on this one. Right. I wrote this down, but only because there's... Oh, shit, I just saw this. <laughs> there was one scene in there where he sounded just like him uh, as an alternate to play uh-huh. Van Helsing. Michael Madsen. What? <laughs> no. No, I know, I know. Uh-huh. But I swear, there's one scene in there, I can't remember which part it was. I was sitting there, and I was like, why is he talking like Michael Madsen in <laughs> Reservoir Dogs? I was like, you know what? Michael Madsen could have taken a shot at this role. <laughs> Just spray paint his hair like they did fucking Keanu Reeves. And oh, he fuck. could be an older guy. Um, and then after that, I was trying to think of people that actually could have done uh, convincing Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like Max von Sydow. Sure. Um, you've seen him in a bunch of things, okay. I, I'm, I'm sure. Or like uh, Christopher Plummer. Um just older white English actors. Well, I think Max von Sydow is actually German. Hear this one. I think actually Christopher Plum is too. What? What? What's Le- up? Liam Neeson was considered heavily for the role. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Van Helsing. I think he, he wanted it. I think he could have done it for sure. I think uh, they would have had to like give him a beard and a little bit of the gray hair and everything. He very much wanted the role. He said. Um, but Anthony Hopkins was also considered. Yeah. And then he had just finished Silence of the Lambs. Oh, uh, so he was hot. And then he also really liked the role, so that ultimately they went with Oh, Anthony yeah, Hopkins, dude. That's which was Anthony's honestly the, the, right, the, right the right choice. The right choice, for sure. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is, is a great, great Abraham Ben Helsing. It's uh, Dracula's arch enemy. Um, then after that, I mean, there's not much else to say about the cast. I mean, Carrie Elwes is... is is great, but he's got a very small part in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, the rest of the cast, uh, Quincy and the Doctor. Oh, talk a little bit about Tom, Tom Waits. Waits. Yeah, um, Tom Waits, who is from Pomona, which yep, is, sure is. Uh, where I'm from. Uh, he was a folk singer in the '60s, and famously, there's a video of him online getting interviewed. Where the, if you watch it, uh, apparently Heath Ledger his mannerisms and his voice and everything that's his basis for how the joker oh, is played wow. in um in the dark knight uh series by that's christopher cool. nolan yeah it's really cool um i didn't realize that because I, I mean i've known who tom waits was for a long time but 
I had only seen him in movies, didn't really listen to his music, and then I saw that interview online because somebody told me that. Yeah. And then since then, I've seen a lot of videos like, oh, if you want to know who fucking Heath Ledger based his Joker off of, watch this. And I was like, oh, it's that video. I was like, oh shit. And dude, he sound he sounds like him, and like his like the way he hangs his head and he like kind of moves yeah. a little funny. Mm-hmm. It was like interesting. So anyway, Tom Waits, he was a super prolific folk singer back in the day. And then he got into acting. I'm not actually sure the first film he did. I don't know. But that's, that's the only movie I've seen. He, he plays uh I'm pretty sure you've seen him in more movies. Uh he plays plays Renfield. Um and boy is he fucking insane in this movie. <laughs> Renfield's already in an insane asylum. He he's yeah. he's um a slave to Dracula, he's eating bugs and everything. And he's just uh, his his English accent. Is his really English good. accent, yeah, like when he's like, something blah blah blah, Doctor Strange. All the like, critics said that his his accent it was, was great. It was spot great. On. Yeah, it was yeah. super good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just he's like we said, Vincent Hanna. He's swinging for the fences here. Dude. Um, life, lives, master. <laughs> just just so good. He's he's really good in this movie and. Almost unrecognizable. He's got those little. Why does he have those little things on his like? So he doesn't scratch. Oh really? Yeah, they're covering all his fingernails. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, damn, yeah. He's great in this movie. Yeah, I, I, I love Tom Waits in this movie. Master, <laughs> you promised me eternal life, dude. Just, just, uh, just going for it. And I think, yeah, like I said, Dion Waiters for sure. He's not in the movie a lot, yeah. But when he comes in, you're just like that guy is really fucking crazy. So I love the scene when when uh, Mina comes and he's telling her to to go away, oh, yeah, to yeah, run, yeah. run. He's like, he's like, you're such a beautiful thing. He goes, you need to get away from yeah, me now. From all like of that this. scene right there when he like comes back to reality. Yeah, you know, and like is like himself. Like I love that part. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. And then he gets killed right after. Right that. after, yeah. <clears throat> Steve Buscemi was no <laughs> shit. the first choice to play. No shit. It says right here. Damn, have I ever he, heard he, Steve Buscemi do an English accent? He turned it down. Do you know who Ian Dury is? Ian Dury, no. Yeah, I guess he auditioned for the part. I don't know who he is, though. Ian Dury. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tom Waits fucking awesome in this movie. And then, like we said, the rest of the cast is kind of... Um, Nothing, nothing special in there apart from Carrie Ellis, but he doesn't have a really big part. You might know him from The Princess Bride mm-hmm. and The Crush, and he's in Saw. Liar, 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 liar. The class. <laughs> Dude, that is one of the best fucking uh, scenes. He's also in Hot Shots. Um, he's just he's an all around. Men in tights. Men in tights. Yeah, the big one, um, which we definitely have to do on this I podcast at some point. Um, but yeah, he's he's great in this movie, but very small part. His it's when he's got it when he's got to fucking drive the stake through. Um, yeah, I think that that was like because he's got such a small part in this movie. He's like, all right, I just gotta go for it, and in the name of God, strike. Yeah, awesome. damn it, man, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying, uh, fuck. What does Mel she- Brooks say? It's like, what are you saying? I'm saying, blah blah blah. I, I can't remember. <laughs> Dracula Dead and Loving. If you haven't seen that movie, go watch it. I gotta rewatch that. It, dude, it's so funny. It's funny how like similar it is. I mean, they're parodying this movie and the yeah. old Dracula too, but it's just it's just funny how similar all the movies are. Before we get off the cast, yeah. 
Um, let me read you some names that were originally wanted uh, or candidates for Dracula. Oh, yeah, that's super important. Coppola originally wanted the great Danny Day-Lewis. Oh, wow. <sighs> that would have been insane. <laughs> Does it say that he turned it down or things uh, didn't he work He was out? busy with the last Mohicans. Wow. Imagine that. That would have, that would have been crazy. Um, there's a lot of names here. But I'm going to name, like, the big ones. Yeah, do the big were ones. We're candidates. Alec Baldwin. Really? Antonio Banderas. I could see that. Um, but that's probably why they put him in Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just a... He seems like a very seductive man. Nicolas Cage. That's <laughs> true. Jesus Christ. There's an alternate universe where Nicolas Cage Dracula. played Dracula and Francis Ford Coppola's thing. Yes. It's, wow. Wow. Andy Garcia. Hmm? No. Mm-mm. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, I could see. Hugh Grant. No. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, excuse me, but... Uh, Michael Keaton. I'm a bit of a vampire. Michael Keaton, really? Yeah. Knowing now how good of an actor Michael Keaton is because of yeah. like Birdman and everything that I could see him going for it but back then I don't know I think it'd be kind of weird I don't know this guy but maybe you do Kyle McLaughlin McLaughlin yeah Kyle McLaughlin he was uh, he's in that movie Dune oh okay um, Blue Velvet that, uh, w- that would have been weird I don't know Daniel Day-Lewis sounds good Viggo Ed- Mortensen really back then yeah holy shit Aiden Quinn Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman probably would have been pretty cool. Eric Roberts. Ugh. Sting. Ugh. Now I'm going to say this last one, and I would love to see this one. <laughs> okay. Ray Liotta. <laughs> Dude, Ray Liotta. <laughs> Just fucking. I swear to God on my mother. If you drive a stake through my heart, you're dead. You hear me? You're dead. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, fuck. That would have been uh, uh, that would have been something amazing. Okay. All right. That's All right. It for that. So yeah, that's that's it. So what about? I mean, this one was kind of tough for me, like as far as like seeing scenes go. Oh yeah. Or whatever. Uh. <sighs> I mean, just the the whole. I I really love Jonathan arriving at Borgo Pass, and then you see the wolves, and then the trailer, the the um, the uh, the carriage comes up, mm-hmm. and the way like the driver. It's obviously Dracula, but the driver extends his hand, and then the camera like pans over, oh, but yeah. the arm just keeps going, and then kind of just lifts him into the fucking carriage, and then that's Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just getting, getting, going across the Blue Inferno, and then getting, in, getting inside um, Dracula's castle and meeting Gary Oldman for the first time. That whole bit is just really, really cool. Uh, the, <laughs> it's, this is another one that's a little hard for me to take uh-huh. seriously at some points, because The Simpsons just parried it so well, uh-huh. like. The, the whole shadow business it's it's super creepy don't get me wrong oh, yeah. but they just make a huge joke of it in fucking in the <laughs> Simpsons parody um but uh yeah so that whole first sequence um and then it jumps it starts jumping back and forth from England back to there yeah. cause he's gonna be staying there for a while 
But um, that was the first one that I thought of right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, uh, before Dracula leaves the like whole vampire orgy scene. Oh yeah, dude, we were watching it last night, and I was just like, if that's how it was gonna go, I'd be all right with that. Because <laughs> it's like, and it's and it's so cool too, like watching it <clears throat> so. I don't remember the first time I watched that, but even last night, I was so impressed of, like, how... Yeah. First of all, it seems intoxicating, because uh, Keanu Reeves is roaming through the halls of this of this castle, and then he starts hearing... I, I feel like Mina. It's, it's Mina's voice, yeah. and it's calling to him, and then he, he finds himself in a room with just sheets on the ground, yeah. and then... Uh, it's just sheets on the ground, and then it's telling the voice is telling him to lay down, and then like the way they show the sheets, and then like bodies just start Dude, coming up so underneath sick. them, and then they all they all like come out, and it's like three beautiful naked women that are like seducing him so that they could bite him and just drink a little bit of his blood. They bite him in the wiener, they bite him in the arms, and like he's totally entranced and totally fucking loving it. Yeah, and then. It's going on for a while, and then uh, Dracula comes in, and he's fucking really pissed because the chicks are like, it, it's like, he's mine, yeah. you guys can't have him, yeah. and then they're like talking to him back and forth in their language, and then um, he, he Jonathan loses it at one point, but I would have lost it when, when they back up, and then they show those two chicks, oh, and yeah. they're like molded yeah. together. I forgot that happened, yeah. and I was like, dude, this is fucking, <laughs> this is twisted, man. Yeah. Um, and then, but they back up, and then they're like, oh, well, so we're not going to eat anything? And mm-hmm. then fucking Dracula brings in a fucking baby. Oh, dude. And then the women go over, and then they grab the baby from him and start ripping the baby apart and everything, eating the baby, and then that's when fucking... That's John- his best acting. Yeah, in the, in the whole, in the whole right movie, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they start ripping the baby apart, and then Jonathan just loses it. And just... Yeah. <laughs> fucking insane. Um, and then Dragon's just that evil, evil, maniacal <laughs> laugh of fucking Gary Oldman. He's in the in full makeup yeah. and he's just he just looks with his hands terrifying. Too, the yeah, thing yeah. He does just terrifying. Yeah. So that that's another one that's that's really fucking cool. And then um, I feel like the the rest of the movie I I couldn't really pinpoint. I don't think until like towards the end. The, the one of the cool parts I think is um, when Van Helsing shows up and he starts explaining. He explains twice. He explains what's wrong with Mina, and then when he explains, uh, like he's found out that fucking uh, Mina is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, those two parts are cool, just because you get like really nice little cool monologues from Anthony Hopkins. Um, did you have any of them? Because I like I was yeah. kind of struggling to to no, find. Yeah, I gotta, until I gotta the end, it. at least. Um, <clears throat> off the bat, the scene when he comes back from battle, and Mina is dead. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he starts. He curses God. He he says all you know, like, you know, from this day forward, you know, whatever. Yeah. That whole scene I love. When he just fucking like makes his claim. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole intro in general like the like I said the silhouette battle yeah. is really really cool. And then the fact that cuz I mean 
uh, Bram Stoker based Dracula off of Vlad the Impaler, yeah. and the fact that like in the but in the book they make no mention of Vlad the Impaler, mm-hmm. and then the previous movies never anybody ever did that. It's kind of just this thing that we all know about. Yeah. And Francis Ford Coppola chose to really go for it. Like his name is Vlad. He's part of the Dracul, and that's yeah. why he's Dracula and everything. And then they show like some impalings and everything like yeah. that. So. That's that whole first sequence is awesome. Yeah, I love that part when he when he curses God and you know everything stabs the cross, um, stabs the cross, starts drinking the blood. Love that part. The scene when um, he licks the knife or he licks the oh, razor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he cuts his shaving, he, see, he sees the mirror and then yeah. breaks and then Jonathan cut uh, like cuts himself a little bit and he's like, "You should be more careful." And he just like turns and licks it. <laughs> Dude, that look. Dude, yeah. Apparently he was drunk during that scene. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy. That's what made him like just turn around, just just like the razor. Dude, that's that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that's and and see that's not. I mean, that's a scene for sure. Yeah. And it's so like, dude, and and as an audience member too, like seeing. That's one of the most tense scenes. Yeah, he's seeing Dracula, he's got a razor to his throat. You know what he wants really badly, and he's just fucking shaving him. He's he's playing with himself. Yeah, he's just like he's oh, like oh fuck, it's like, like oh. fucking jerking off, but stopping right before yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Um, uh, what else? Oh, the whole scene when um when he's when Mina's telling telling him he she wants to become a vampire and just live forever with him. Oh yeah, the and then and then scene. yeah, and then yeah. it go and then it goes into they show up and he turns into the bat yeah. and you get the whole. Look what your god has done. Yeah. That whole that whole shit right there I love. Yeah. Uh that um, no, that scene that scene's great. And like you said, right before she, they put her in there, her talking to to Tom Waits mm-hmm. as Renfield is is pretty powerful. Um I love I love too real quick when when Renfield is is trying to tell the doctor He's like, you, you've lost it. You finally lost it. He's like, no, man. He's like, I'm a sane man fighting for his soul. <laughs> like, when he just keeps repeating that. Yeah. I, I love when he just keeps saying that because it's true. Like, no, yeah. For like, real. you feel for him. You're like, bro, like, he's not crazy. He's literally like, he made a pact with the devil, essentially. Pretty much. And he's just trying to fucking get what he's owed. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, just give him what he wants. <laughs> Tom fucking Renfield's the unsung hero. Of this yeah, movie. man, just give him the fucking eternal life. Yeah. Um, and then for me, after that, uh, like the whole um, the like, fight scene. Uh, uh, yeah, the fight scene at the end. Um, I do like the I do like the Borgo Pass part where it's just Anthony Hopkins and what's her name, and then she just like tries to oh yeah sed- seduce him really here, quick, yeah. and then. Perfect. And then the the other fucking women vampire the outside, of Satan. yeah, like they're they're outside, and he's like, "No, I won't let this happen. Yeah. I lost Lucy. I'm not gonna lose you too." And fucking yeah, that that seems badass because it just it shows like fucking Anthony Hopkins or like Van Helsing is like he's about it. He's about that life. Like he's gonna fucking take care of. He loves saying "horrors of Satan." Yeah, he does, and. Just referencing the devil and women, yeah, because he calls Lucy a bitch of the devil. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best. Well, that's lines. that's the thing. So, so, uh, I mean, before we get to like the last fight scene, I wanted to bring this up when I was the 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 book is nowhere near as sexualized as this. It, it is it you there is like a sexualized thing in there. 
but obviously that book came out when people were very chaste and like oh, yeah. that shit like that wasn't wasn't oh, huge. That'd be like considered pornography. Yeah. Um whereas this movie is is like dude, like just there's so everybody's yeah. so horny in this movie is ridiculous. All especially the women. And I was sitting there and I was thinking like <laughs> Obviously, they made this movie well into their, like, everybody that was working on it is, like, in their 30s and higher or whatever. But I it just reminded me of, there's this story, like, when I first wanted to become a writer, <clears throat> or, like, really thinking about being a writer, I was, like, probably, like, 10 or something, maybe, like, 7, 8, um, probably, like, 8. And I wrote this story down, it's, like, a sci-fi story, and it's got a big scope or whatever, and I would write it down, and it was all about sci-fi and action. And over the years, I've stopped and started to rewrite it, started to rewrite it, started to rewrite it. And one rendition of it is when I was in junior high as a, like, a little horny teenage, pre-teen kid. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, there's just gratuitous scenes of like either people having sex or like a bunch of shit. And I was so like, you just wrote just, a porn. Pretty much, porn yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, I, I remember I lost it, and I came back to I, I was reading, and I was like, dude... How horny of a little kid was I just writing fucking, like, for no reason. It had nothing to do, obviously, to fucking propel the story at all. And it was just, like, engraved details. (laughs) Damn. What the fuck? And it just reminded me of this last night. It was like, dude, whoever was working on this movie, I get it's supposed to be, like, highly sexualized. But, like, these chicks are just, like, making out in the forest or, like, in the garden together. Are just moaning with each other, like when you There's first. A lot of moaning. When you first see um, Jonathan and Mina together, like mm-hmm. they're like ki- like kissing. She's yeah. just like, dude. She's like fucking breaking at the seams. Like wants to bone this dude. It's interesting you said that because apparently Francis Ford Coppola was uncomfortable uh, directing the the sex scenes or the the romantic yeah. scenes that he brought in uh, a, sec- a, a, like a porn sec- director. Really? Yeah, to stand in because he was he was too uncomfortable to watch that happen. No wonder we yeah. got the results we did. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Oh shit, you want me to direct this? Oh, perfect." All that right. is insane. Yeah, I wonder how the studio felt about that. I don't know. Probably the biggest one was when she's with Dracula, right? When they're on the bed, you know, she's licking his his chest, like kissing yeah. his chest. So I think, but even like, dude, like when me, when when Lucy's in bed and she's just like rubbing herself and like yeah. moaning like all crazy, yeah. like it that, and also it's a lot when they told the the whores of Satan yeah. to take their clothes off. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they handed that 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 order down the line, and eventually a stagehand was the one that. Was and it said that like willingly he's like oh yeah I'll I'll do that yeah, he's like go tell them they gotta they gotta get naked now. oh oh speaking of which um one of the horses Satan um uh, is played by Monica Bellucci yeah and yeah. Jesus Christ Monica Monica Bellucci even to this day she's, she's like so in her fifties she is so beautiful yeah um and I just thought, I thought about it last night because she's one of the horses Satan or whatever <laughs> and in that scene uh she's making out with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, and then fucking 12, the 12 years later, they kiss in The Matrix uh, Reloaded. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, she's, God, she is so beautiful. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, very famous uh, Italian actress. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, yeah, so like the final, the final battle scene right after the whole uh, trying to seduce Anthony Hopkins, that final battle scene's fucking pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Quincy takes it in the back. He buys the farm. 
but he's not before he fucking slices Dracula's throat. No, that's Jonathan. Oh, is it? Oh, he's shit. He's the one that stabs oh, yeah, him yeah, in the yeah, chest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He fu- Quincy the heart. uses his fucking, like, Bowie knife. Bowie knife to just place it all Dude, the way in the heart. he comes fucking full charge. Dude, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, not fucking around. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan slices the throat and then fucking... But, no, that whole that whole um set set outside of the castle, they're, like... And and then the whole ride up there, you know, yeah. they're, they're, you're having, they're having like, like sick like, ass fight scenes, yeah, or, co- uh, like cowboy team. like fucking yep. shootout on the carriages, and they finally get there. Dracula like launches out of the fucking yeah. out of the box, and then they cut his throat and everything. It's fucking uh, they're racing against the sun and everything. Yeah. It's 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 an it's an awesome scene, and like we said, like it you could totally tell they're on a set somewhere, but. Yeah. Just the grandiose of like the the mountain pass and like the castle and everything. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want it any other way. To yeah. be honest with you, it ju- it just looks really really cool. I just love when they also always show the castle too. They yeah. just show how big it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's enormous. Um, but yeah, I think as far as scenes go, uh, that's all the really cool ones. There's there's nice intimate scenes with Winona Ryder and Gary Oldman when he's young Dracula and everything. I think we do have to talk a little bit about, um, or, oh no, uh, we totally glossed over when they, when they when they kill Lucy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that scene's fucking awesome. They go they go in there. Nobody's quite believing Van Helsing yeah. that uh, that she's a vampire. And then when they get in there, they open up her crypt and she's not in there. Yeah. And then Carrie always goes like, "Oh, what'd you do with her?" And he's yeah. like, "No, she's." She's, she's she's a bitch uh, of the devil. She's undead. She's a bitch of the devil. That's vampire. Like Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Uh, all that shit. And then they hear a baby. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, hide, 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 hide. So she's bringing a baby back to her fucking crib. Oh. And then the the candles start lighting up. And then fucking, uh, I I I also love the way they do this too. She's like so much in a trance that they're behind her and she's not even paying attention. Yeah. And then once they like fucking say Lucid, she turns around, drops, drops the, baby. the baby. I think like Cariolis picks up picks up the baby. Yeah. And then uh she like tries to start seducing Quince. Oh no, she starts uh seducing Cariolis yeah. and he starts falling for it right away and then fucking Ben Helsing comes in with the crucifix and she's like yeah! and then fucking uh like the way backs they, her into the yeah into the he crypt. backs her into the crypt but they filmed it at her getting out of the crypt so when she goes into it it's like really disjointed and it looks fucking gnarly and then you get like uh he he fucking follows her into the crypt and leans over and then she just spews all this fucking blood all over his face and then she lays down and then fucking that's when you get fucking Carrie Alois goes for it yeah. just, <laughs> Drives a so stake good. through her heart, and then, dude, they just lop her fucking head off, like, in one little hit. And that seems really, really cool, too. Yeah, I'm glad you remember that. Yeah, because I would have been upset if we didn't mention that one. That one's really dope. She said, uh, Lucy, the the act- actress that played her, mm-hmm. um, she said that the the baby, or the toddler, yeah. was really, really scared by her makeup. I could imagine. Yeah, yeah. and then, so, in between scenes, she had to, to like, like... She said, like, whispered, like, sweet little things yeah, to her yeah. just to keep her, like... Keep her, like, yeah. chill for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, just the setting alone yeah. and then, like, her makeup, she looked fucking crazy. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think as far as scenes go, that's, uh, that's like, yeah, all, that's that all awesome. cool ones. Yeah. Uh, this, mo- this movie, I really like it. There, there's just an aesthetic to it that's just really, really, like I said, wholesome, but also it's highly sexualized and a bunch of stuff it, it reels you in with its wholesomeness but at the same time it keeps you there because 
Gary Oldman's performance is really good, and it's it's another movie that seems like of a bygone era where people aren't going to use huge set pieces, and they did it specific. I mean, they could film this movie any which way they wanted to, but they did it the way they did it so that it was very close to how the yeah. originals uh, movies in the 1930s and 40s were made. Yeah. Um, and I think it sells it, and I think it it has its place in time. And I think if you show it to a kid that hasn't seen a lot of... I mean, kids are going to see CGI no matter what. It's on TV now. It's in big movies or whatever. If you show it to a kid... Um, they might, uh, I think they'll still enjoy it at a young age, but obviously they can't see everything. Maybe a TV edit for them, mm. um, but I think they'd still enjoy it. They, I, I saw that they, I read that they took out a lot of scenes because originally the original edit was NC-17. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. I mean, it was like really gory, like the original uh, edit of the movie. I wonder... How much more gory? Because I mean, it's not. That it's not bad. that. It's not that bad. Yeah. You know, watching this yesterday, um, I was just like, God forgives Dracula. At the end. Yeah. It seemed kind of like he did, like right? He did right? He, like the line, the the light shines down on him, and it looks yeah, like yeah. he's like he's, he's and he becomes young again for, and everything. You know, forgiven. And whatnot, and I'm like, so he goes to heaven after all. <laughs> and then my sister goes, "Yeah, Jason." God was like, "You know, you did a lot of killing on my behalf back in the day, so that's, we'll just call it even." That's true. That's true. <laughs> he did kill a lot of people in the name of God. Man, God's a prick. Because <laughs> I was like, I never thought about that before, and I was like, hold on. Looks like he's like cleansed of all his yeah. evil doings over the centuries. How many people has he murdered? How many babies has he eaten? A lot of babies. Like how many fucking innocent people? Like, and he's like, yeah, no, it's it's all good, because uh, you know you found love. <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah I I didn't think about that because yeah I never thought about that and, and I and watching this movie last night I definitely saw that part and I definitely noticed it but I didn't even think that he like was absolved of anything I thought oh he his his body his like mortal form kind of like goes back to normal but he's fucking evil and he's gonna go to hell or something yeah but like why does I don't know the the light Shining down no, from know, heaven, yeah, like no. makes me and think the, and that. And then the and then the cross heals itself. Yeah, too. that that part. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, if he does, God's just fickle, I guess. I don't know. It's just, God's a God's like what a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So you were saying about the whole Dante's Inferno thing. Let's uh, let's. Let's hear about that uh, to, to, right. to close to close this one out. Yeah, since it's October, we're in the scary shit. Let's, uh, all right. The dismal situation, waste and wild, a dungeon horrible on all sides around. As on, as on great furnace flamed, yet from those flames, no light but rather darkness visible. Served 
only to discover sights of woe, regions of sorrow, doleful shades, where peace and rest can never dwell. Hope never comes, that comes to all, but torture without end. Still urges and a fiery deluge fed with ever-burning sulfur unconsumed. Such place eternal justice had prepared for those rebellious hear their, hear their prison ordained. In utter darkness and their portion set as far removed from God and light of heaven as far as from the center thrice to the utmost pole. Dang, you know what? Uh, what about this? Al Pacino is Dracula. <laughs> I was watching. Did I send? Did I send you the trailer to Devil's Advocate last night? Yeah, yeah. Just that whole speech. Fucking, he's a sadist. <laughs> Dang, Al Pacino is Dracula. We gotta, we gotta, fucking sick. We gotta do that movie someday. But um, yeah, I think we covered all the bases. Um. That was Dracula, 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Gary Oldman and a bunch of other people. <laughs> um, for Play It Again, man, I'm Steven Valdez. Jason Brunez. And we will see you next week, guys. Take care. Later. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Steven. I hope you guys had fun this month. This was such a fun month to do movies for. I love Halloween time. I hope you guys enjoyed all the pics, all the voting, all the stuff that we did on our Instagram. Um, if you aren't following us on our Instagram already, that is man underscore pod. And please, please, please follow us. Please, please keep interacting with us. We love talking to you guys. We love getting you guys' opinions. Um, we love knowing what takes you think of ours are bad, mostly mine. I'm the one that's usually getting attacked. But uh, we love it. Um, me and Jason want to thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you followed us on Instagram, you noticed that we posted that we made our first dollar so you know that's not a big deal to some people but it's a big deal to us because we love doing what we're doing you guys are making that happen for us so please tell your friends tell your family listen to the podcast if they love movies follow us on instagram at play it again man underscore pod same thing on twitter same thing on tiktok and we will see you at the movies next week you guys, I'm really excited for the next episode. It's a huge one for me, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Have a good one.